Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast my name is my name is peter and my name is ashton good morning everyone good hello morning mr potter how are you doing <laughs> good how are you guys great not so bad not so bad yeah it's valentine's day in two two days at the time of release yeah monday Got any plans thank valentine's god day? at the time of release because i was like oh still not still not sorted for valentine's day but not being two days at time of recording <sighs> Which it isn't. Thankfully, it's barely. Do you normally do stuff for Valentine's Day? I mean, we don't normally like we, go out. We or... would never go out on Valentine's Day. It's right. the worst day to go out. Yeah, it you is. Go out the day before or the day after if you really want to do something. Mm. But just just go out whenever you want. You know, just have a nice yeah. time at home. Except on Valentine's Day, where it's busy everywhere, and they're trying to rush you out of any restaurant because and they, they charge want to, premiums. Yeah, and they charge premiums, and they want to get another person on that table that you're on. So they're like, okay. Hurry up. Come on. Eat up. You have 12 minutes to eat, not including cook yeah. time. So you best, you know, inhale that yeah. and move on. And if I... you're at Weatherspoons, it's not a problem mm. because the food comes out before you've even ordered it. Yeah, yeah. that's true. But everywhere else, no go. I've never really been in, into Valentine's Day. No. But then I, I've only really have had a boyfriend for the last five years and he's not really into Valentine's Day either. So it's dictated by that. Yeah. It's a silly holiday. It's a conspiracy by greetings card companies. <laughs> Is what they say. That is it? what they say. Yeah. yeah. Who's they? Uh, people from the West Country. Yes. Seemingly. Yeah. <laughs> people from the West Country who specifically don't like Valentine's mm. Day. Have you got any plans for Valentine's Day? No. I'm gonna have maybe treat myself to a sit down wee. Oh, Doesn't that sound nice. Come on. <laughs> maybe a, I'll have a stand a up big... one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sounds da- more dangerous more for you. That's than less of a treat. Right. Really yeah. involves a lot of cleanup. Yeah, I think. probably. Yeah. Absolutely. That's something for MB to deal with. You yeah. Do that at your home house. Yes. Mm. Not in your Newcastle house. Well, this is our video game <laughs> podcast. Welcome. Thank you for listening to that. Whatever that was. Uh, each and every week, we are sponsored by a very real video game adjacent. There goes a train. Uh, sponsor. Ashton has the ad read in front of her now. I do indeed. Hey, boys. Mm, yeah. What have you always wanted while you're on the toilet? Uh, That's right. To look at passers-by. If you want to sit on the toilet and see what's going on in the world, but don't have a window, maybe, or maybe you just fancy a bit of an exhibitionist kind of situation. Mm. Coming very soon, it's Sipu. Sipu. <laughs> yeah. S-I-P. 
P-U. P-U. Sipu. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like that. How is the, I'm sure this is nothing to do with the product that we are sponsored by. Mm. How is the game uh, pronounced? Because is it? I've been just reading it as Saifu all this time, but you I've never idiot. heard anyone say it out you loud. You fool. Um, so that makes me feel a lot better. About this, this guy. This guy. Saifu. That's uh, a product where you just sort of sit in the toilet and go. <sighs> yeah. It's when you have a really nice one. Or try yeah. to control things with your mind power. A Saifu. Yeah. Yes. PSI uh, poo. Mm. Okay, that's good. What's the combat like in Sipu? Um, well, I suppose it's a real combat with your uh, vulnerability and mm. your um, shy pooing. Mm. You have to really combat that because yeah. not only can you see out, they can see it. They, they can see it. So they could have come up with a one-way. It's not a one-way mirror, but no. Yeah, but it's it's Sipu, so it's Sipu both ways. You know. <laughs> the glass is see poo. Yeah, exactly. You can see right poo it. You can yes. see right poo it. <laughs> this is silly. Is it real? No, oh, good. not God real. Good. Oh, shame. That is a real shame. I was looking forward to see poo. Uh, no, we're not sponsored by see poo. We are sponsored each and every week by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, where for as little as $1 per month, you can submit questions to this very podcast and get access to all other manner of things if you climb those tiers and look at those other rewards. There's tons of them. There's flipping loads of them. They're well good. They're well good. But there's something else we want from you as well that you don't have to pay for. Facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. Please go there and follow the page. When we get to 10,000 followers, and we're very close now, mm. very, very 8, close. Mm. 8,000 now. Uh, we'll be able to uh, monetize the content eventually turns out you also then have to have a number of minutes watched but we'll cross that but the 10,000 bit is the hard part the yeah, minutes yeah. Watched that's is the difficult bit, bit. Uh, so uh, we'll be able to monetize the content there and that will genuinely really help the channel in a financial way so uh, do that if you haven't done it yet do it right now do it right we'll now go, like what are you waiting wait. for it's free yeah you never have to interact with a post we just need the bodies all you need to do is go into your browser and probably type F-A, and it will come up as a suggested thing. Mm -hmm. Go there. You probably, like, if you're not logged in, it'll have your, your login details saved. Just click into the username. It'll fill it all in for you. Then just go on T-R-I-P-L-E-J, probably, on the search bar. Yeah. We're not going to be that high up the list. No. Probably not, but we'll be there. Head over there. Follow it. Go follow it. Or just go to facebook.com forward slash triple jump if you fancy an easy. That's way more, jump, way more typing. Invite your grandma. Mm. Get them all on there. Easy yeah. as. Do it. Thank you, everyone. It's time for question one. Mm -hmm. It's from Fitz Poople, who was our sponsor today, uh, mm. brought by Ashton, I think. <laughs> uh, no, that's Sea Poople. So, yes, okay, that's right. Uh, Hello, Bap. Is there a game in particular that really brings out your competitive side? I'm not a very competitive person myself, but whenever I'm invited to play any of the Super Smash Bros. games, I become very focused on winning. Not sure why. Anyway, you guys are the best. Best wishes, Jonathan, a.k.a. Fitzpoople. Thanks, Jonathan. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you, Jonathan. Um, generally speaking, I am not a very competitive person because I feel like if I'm winning in a game that... It's just annoying for the person I'm playing against. You're too empathetic. I'm too empathetic, um, especially with games that um, I'm that I really like, and the other person probably wouldn't normally be playing. But you're allowed to say that you're good at. It's okay. No, I, I mean games that I'm good at, but specifically ones that I really like, and the other person is 
perhaps not familiar right. with and maybe is playing because I've said, we could play this. And they're like, uh, okay, I'll give it a go. So like, for example, if someone was at my place and we we had the ps2 going i was like we could play we could play tech and tag if you like and they might be like i don't really know Tekken, but sure i will definitely definitely be going easy on anyone i am playing and they look and around tag. your room and see all the tech and tag yeah. posters yeah. And the medals your t-shirt yeah. your trophies um so i'm very bad at being competitive now if someone had a gun to my head or to the head of someone i loved and said peter you have to do well at this game, then I could probably bring myself to do it. But outside of that, I just can't. I, I just feel like, oh, they're probably not having fun. and They don't want to play against me. I think because that's how I feel. When I'm playing playing a game with someone that I know they're really good at and I've like hardly played, I just kind of feel like, is is there much point in this? You know, if you, I'm happy to, I don't, I, I don't mind not winning, mm. generally speaking. But I'd rather not win in a game where we're perhaps evenly matched sort of thing and it's anyone's game. But if I'm just playing against someone who is an absolute boss at whatever, you know, Street Fighter, then I'll be like, yeah, okay, right. Um, should we have another round, I suppose? So <laughs> I put myself in, in those shoes when I'm I'm the good one and I just tend to really just let people win or, or barely lose. Mm-hmm. Ashton? I I'm not a very competitive person with most games because I'm quite bad at most games. But um I have this one friend who we don't play games against other very often cuz we're not very often going to see each other. But she just brings out this side of me that I have to beat her. Like she's my best friend, but I will do anything to beat her at a game, mm-hmm. literally anything. Um we played Mario Kart recently. And I think Mario Kart does slightly bring out the competitive side of me. But if I'm playing with someone who's really good, like we played it at the Christmas party. Yeah. And I was trying not to get competitive because I kept losing. And I didn't want people to think I was getting annoyed. So I was like, oh dang it. Someone else should play now because I Take am getting annoyed. Um but then like if, if I play against her, I'm like I'm like feral, have to beat her. The same with knowledge is power. She gets me really amped up because she says, oh, you always you always win, Ashton. You always jukes it right at the end. She like slags me off that I'm not actually as good at the game as I actually am, so I'm really smart. Um, and <laughs> she she will say like, oh, you always, you always win. You know, there's no point playing against you. And then like, I'll win. And she'll be like, see, I told you. Or if I'll lose. And she'll be like, oh, finally, Ashton didn't win. I'm like, you are... Are you sure this person down. is your friend? Yeah, <laughs> but it's only when we play competitive games or like okay. well, like that kind of game that we are actually, like it's like we have a, a hatred towards each other when we play th- that kind of game. It's all love all the other times. Yeah. But you turn on a switch or knowledge is power and it's like we have no loyalties to each other. Mm. We will beat each other regardless of what the other one thinks. And then my, my boyfriend or other friends might be like kind of just stuck in the situation with us and have to like deal with us. But he 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 amps her up as well, and he says, "Yeah, she always wins. She's such a she's so jukesy." And I'm like, "Hold on Dukes. a minute." I don't know what this word is. You always <laughs> jukes it. Jukes it. It's like ja- uh, <laughs> being really jammy with it. Like you kind of oh, you okay. kind of win at the last minute, or you you go like, "Oh, I'm I'm not gonna win. I'm doing really bad," and then you win at the and last. You jukes it. You jukes it. How is that spelled? I don't know. B u n d a. Yeah. Bunda. Bunda. I was like, better. No. <laughs> <laughs> She's good at knowledge is power though. I'm really good. I'm really yeah. smart. I've got lots of knowledge. They don't ask you how to spell things in that. No, game. they don't. <laughs> ben. 
Um, I I don't like losing. I don't think anyone enjoys losing. Mm. Um, and I like winning. I think everyone likes winning. But I, I'm hesitant to say that I'm competitive. But I also do everything I can like you do with Mario Kart or like you did with Mario Kart at the Christmas party to kind of avoid situations that put me in a confrontational mm. position because I know that it's just going to... I'm either going to win... And as with you, Peter, someone's going to lose and that's yeah. going to be sad mm. or I'm going to lose and I'm not going to have had a very good time. Yeah. It's the same reason why, I've, apart from the fact that obviously they're a terrible company, boycott them, if you will, uh, that I've pretty much just stopped playing Warzone at this point because I just I just I log in to get killed for three hours mm. and then mm. I go to bed sad yeah. and cross because I've just not had any fun. So I tend to avoid multiplayer games now. However, there are only a handful of competitive games where you have to compete with one another that I would say that I'm actually good at. Mm. And so losing at those is frustrating. Yeah. Uh, I probably, the prime example for me would be crash team racing. Mm -hmm. uh, I consider that to be a game that I'm actually pretty good at. And so whenever I lose at crash team racing, it's not, it's not great. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't smash stuff. But I am annoyed, like not visibly. I don't I don't get abusive towards the people I'm playing with or anything like that. But I'm like <sighs> So wasn't it great when that really cross game came out and just had no matchmaking whatsoever? Yeah, it was just good. Put you up against people who Gods put you up against actual, actual gods, gods and robots. Who would finish races so far ahead of everyone else. That, that even the, the person in second place. The person in second place would not be able to finish before the countdown timer for the end of the race uh, finished. All so. it had to do, it's not even a complicated matchmaking. There's not a lot of stats to worry about. Just look at what people's best times are on mm. any given race. That is stored within your profile, your account, or your average time. Just mm. look at what that is and put everyone together who has a similar time. Yep. It's like really easy to match make that game. Just drag and drop. It's as easy as that, Activision. Yeah. <laughs> Simple as. Oh, yeah, um, that's another Activision, isn't it? Yeah, Activision. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Crash Team Racing, I think. If you beat me at Crash Team Racing, well done. Hmm. But I'm not going to be thrilled about it. And yeah. I might just not play Crash Team Racing for a while afterwards because I'm a bit sad. Yeah. So. I've remembered one game I was quite competitive on, uh, which it's not, you're not playing multiplayer kind of live against anyone else but when i used to play orcs must die 2 during uni uh you get scores on any given level and it shows all your steam friends on the leaderboard and me and all my friends would constantly try and outdo each other and we'd be going back and playing like odd levels and then messaging each other going just beat you on uh two halls and they'd be like right i'm gonna go i'm gonna go get you um so that was a brief period of my life where but that was like fun competition i didn't mm -hmm. mind if someone overtook me because it's not like i did bad it's like they they did slightly better and i can yeah. do them again but uh yeah ps5 not... didn't help did it with the the uh astro astro's playroom times yeah it was like someone oh, yeah. just beat your time mm. you gonna you're gonna you're gonna take that you're gonna take that you giant baby loser <laughs> Start this game now. You little baby man. You little stupid baby man. You Look can't at you. Win this, you little baby You're pathetic. Man. You're Who rubbish. Who do you think you are playing your PS4 games because there's no PS5 games yet? Get on the Sell boy. your PS5. You don't deserve to own <laughs> you it. You gigantic, stinky baby man. Um, there's, they did the same for Sackboy, I think, as well. Mm. Set speedrun times in Sackboy, and I would get occasional auto messages like, oh, Peter Austin ran faster than you. I absolutely like, did I not. I don't. <laughs> care what peter austin did or didn't do i 
Don't care. Stop it. Stop trying to get a rise out of me, PlayStation. Because it's working. Because it really is working. And Stop I don't appreciate getting it. a rise out of Stop me, PlayStation. It. Leave me be. <laughs> Leave me be. Oh, well, after that heated discussion, <sighs> I think it's time to do a segment we've never even done before. Because, you know, that's the best kind of segment. Yeah. It's time to talk about what we play in. Oh, hello. It's what we play in time. Time to talk about what we Playing. Peter, playing. have you planed? I have planed. I've continued to plane uh, Uncharted 4. I'm lovely time with it. It's very pretty. Mm. I like the people. I like yeah. how they all talk in it. Yeah. <laughs> Just when you're like walking and stuff. Do you, do you think about them when you turn the game Walking off? and talking. Yeah, my friends. Yeah. My friends. <laughs> Nathan. Nathan. Elena. The one with the mustache. Victor. The one without the mustache as well. Samuel. Yeah. Um, and and just the and the others, the others, all the friends, just mm. the same there's faceless least, soldiers who I keep pulling off cliffs and stuff. There's at least three of them. Sometimes they talk about their families. Yeah, you know, when you sneak in there and they they say, "Ah, oh, I can't wait to go back and see my family." Mm. And then Nathan, that scoundrel, that lovable rogue, he swings down, that lovable snaps murderer. their neck, yeah, or boots them off a cliff, yeah. yeah. Uh, they'll yeah. be with their family again soon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All the friends. Because Nathan will kill them. Because Nathan will, will find their family as yeah. well. Yeah. Look forward to seeing Tom Holland doing that next weekend mm -hmm. in the Uncharted Just movie. Just committing, not war crimes, because they're not at war. Arguably, it's worse than not at war. Jennifer Oside? Yes, Maybe, Jennifer yeah. Oside. Yeah, just mm. sort of decimating entire islands mm -hmm. worth of people. Mm. Yeah. He's a good boy. I, I really like... Slip, slippity sliding down <laughs> slopes in that game and yeah. jumping off and throwing a rope. Or... I would love to read the Peter Austin review for Uncharted 4. <laughs> the people are great. Yeah. The and sliding, like the top notch. Yeah. The crowds, some good crowds really in that good game. Really good crowds, yeah. Uh, I like being able to stab into the thing, you know, the sort the of... The big door? The shingly wall. Oh, yeah, with your picks. And then you go, huh, and do it again. Yeah. And you can only do it like a few times, but mm -hmm. yeah, that's a lot of fun. 10 out of 10. There's green things and there's like a sky that's nice. The sky's the best. It's a good game. <laughs> One so of the best skies. Looking forward to playing Lost Legacy as well, because that similarly has people and skies. In Some it. of the same people. Wow. As well. Yeah. Not many. No. But no. some. Mm -hmm. It's going to be good. And more people to murder. So many people. So many families to yeah. break apart. Mm. Another train. Uncharted loves a train. Does love so a train. many kids to leave without fathers. Yeah. Yes. Or mothers. mothers. Nathan will get to them yeah. eventually. When they're growing up and they're old enough to be a soldier. They mm. take over the family business as yeah. mercenary yeah. five. Nathan's child, Nathan perhaps, will, <laughs> will grow up yeah. to be the yes, future the next murderer. Drake murderer. Junior. Yeah. Uh, so that's all I've been playing actually, um, and I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And yeah, I still I'm I'm I said this last week, but I'm now so used to having played this upresed, nicely remastered version that I can't sort of really remember the difference. But it looks great, so yeah. whatever you know, it's it's really good. I like it. Give it a go if you like. Try it yourself. Try it yourself. Peter Austin says. Try, it, try yourself. it yourself. That's my review. Try <laughs> Don't ask me. Try yourself. <laughs> That's the byline on on uh, Metacritic. Yeah. 100% Peter Austin. Try it yourself. Try it yeah. yourself. You can tell it's a bit cold in here on the video version. Just flipping huddled up. Yeah. All hoodied up. Hands in pockets. Yeah. Arms folded. Crawled it. Crawled it. Crawled it. Christ. You mean? Yeah. The offices are really cold. And upstairs in our office... All the boys always have big hoodies on, and I don't 
I always forget you to bring. I have bring a hoodie, hoodie today, but I forget to bring it, and then I I wear it and I throw it home, and then I forget office. to bring it back. Mm. But then everyone in the office, I'm wearing like my t-shirt because I don't want to have just my full coat on, mm. and everyone in the office is like sat there, and I'm freezing and i go and turn the heating on and then i like turn it on for like half an hour and someone on the other end of the office turns it off and i'm like why am i so cold again i've noticed that there's been a bit of a a cold war as it were on the the central heating button or the the aircon button where we are the three of us we're the furthest away from the heater and we're in a corner surrounded by windows we've got windows on both Walls so of us. Yeah. yeah, they're they're a lot warmer down that end than than we are. We're in the extreme of the building. Mm-hmm. They're the kitchen. I'm assuming backs onto this building. Yeah. So you know, it's not like they're exposed to the elements. But yeah, you need to bring a big hoodie and just keep it away. Yeah. Office hoodie. Bring an office hoodie. Yeah, but what if I want my office hoodie at home? Then it's you need to get a home hoodie. You know, yeah. buy more hoodies. <laughs> I guess I a hoodie a for every occasion. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's yeah. the solution. Mm. Anyway. Do you know what I've been playing? Yeah, I would actually. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've been playing Horizon, the Frozen Wilds DLC. Oh, I finished the... the Frozen Wilds in here. Are there yeah, people in that? There are people in that. Do you think quite about a lot them when you go home? I do. Okay, that's To nice. be honest, I think about Aloy all the time mm. at this point. Um, and uh, it's really good. It's not... I mean, it's a, for a DLC that was... I think it was free? No. No. It wasn't. But it came with... The it was then immediately bundled, version, yeah, with yeah. every um, I really enjoy it. I think it's really good, and it's got a lot of interesting story. Not a huge amount that kind of contributes to the rest of the lore, but kind of a nice twist. I won't ruin it for people. Well, if you watched the video that came out yesterday, I already told you what happened. But anyway. Yeah. Um, and then I've been playing some more Nobody Saves the World, which was the... Uh, dungeon crawler game i was kind of telling you about last week uh, i played a bit more of it when i was home at the weekend and i really like it i think it's really clever uh i unlocked the slug as bodybuilder so i've been just nice <laughs> punching things the two body types um and i've yeah i've really enjoyed it it's quite a good little game and the co-op like the way it plays in co-op is really smart and doesn't feel annoying the only annoying thing is that when one person opens the menu you can't do anything. So I I opened the menu to do something and then walked away to go to the toilet and Ben couldn't get me out of the menu. So I was like, <laughs> sorry. Um, Whoops. But yeah, I'm, uh, finished, I finished the Frozen Worlds DLC actually for Horizon. So I don't know what I'm going to do with myself until Friday. Uh, probably just... What's happening on Friday, Ashton? Horizon Forbidden West is coming It's out. coming. I have been like... I, don't wish to, I wish there was a way I was saying this today. I wish there was a way that I could tell the cookies that follow me around the internet, I'm already going to buy Horizon Forbidden West because every single advert on any website, on any YouTube video, whenever I'm watching like, I don't know, Channel 4 On Demand or something, every single ad break has Horizon Forbidden West in it. I was watching something I downloaded at the weekend on the train home and it's like a four-hour train ride and I was watching, there's like three adverts at every um, show and every single advert break in every single show had horizon forbidden west and i was like i'm already buying you're it. wasting your money i am but i'm gonna buy it and all you're doing is making me more sad that i haven't got it right now so <laughs> just leave me alone are you gonna take friday off and play it i was considering it i'm not gonna lie i was considering maybe taking a half day so that i could do a cripscope on it and then go home and play yeah. it for the rest of the day i think that's a good idea so i'm gonna do that with elden ring yeah so that's smart but i am really excited i don't know what i'm gonna play this video Week. Maybe finish Little Nightmares too because I never finished it. How about yeah. uh, Life is Strange? You remember that Life I is Strange? I finished it. Did you? Did I not tell you? 
No. Oh, well, I, d- I didn't know because I, I hadn't over, got it. I finished it over hand. Christmas. I'll give it back to you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I need to find where I put Was it. Was it good? Did you like it? Yeah, I did. I really enjoyed okay, it. Okay, well, that's good. Uh, True Colors is lovely. I'd recommend that. Okay. Ben, what have you been playing? I'll tell you. Uh, so last night, I played a little bit of uh, Journey to the Savage Planet, which I've already oh. finished. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just messing around in co-op with my friend, just sort of cleaning up, getting stuff. Uh, getting the globs. Getting those, getting those globs. Uh, getting the trophies and some other stuff. Working towards 100% completion, which I don't think was ever our aim. Because as soon as we finished it and realized, oh, we, we, we now have practically all the upgrades so we can reach almost any area. Why not just go do everything? We looked at the amount of things to do. And it was just a bit it's overwhelming. Quite substantial. Couldn't be arsed. Mm. But then last night, when we just decided to have a mess around in it, uh, we ended up actually doing quite a lot. So it turns out that this may be a journey that we didn't intend to have, but we're having it anyway. So uh, there we are. Apart from that, I've jumped back into Disco Elysium. I've made it out of my uh, self-imposed talk to everyone, Walk interact with everything, mm. yeah. uh, purgatory. And I have actually started playing it. I finished the first day now. And it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Like it's it's just a point and click adventure game that's not a point and click adventure game and it makes sense and it's clever. And there are, based on your skills and the way you've set up your character, you'll have a higher, ch- and the information you've learned and all that, all, there's lots of, um, Factors that tie into the chance of you succeeding in a particular dialogue option, mm-hmm. for example. And some of them, a bit like, you know, a, a tabletop RPG, involve uh, acts of physical strength and feats and things like that. So your your physical abilities will, will be tied into it. And there's one bit, this isn't a spoiler, where there's a physical confrontation. And it's against this massive man who you you just stand no chance of beating. <clears throat> but as per Sam from Cultaholic, if you just do a save beforehand, you can basically just reload and, until you get the desired outcome. Mm. And seeing as I'm here for a, for a fun time and not necessarily a, a, a long time or a legitimate, you haven't played it properly experience, um, I just re-rolled until like I absolutely smashed this giant man in the face with my very low percentage chance. And I was like, this is great. It's so good. I love mm-hmm. this. It's so stupid. And uh, I'm looking forward to playing more, but I haven't had a chance this week so far. Apart from that, um, my parents visited last weekend. Mm-hmm. So I played lots of sort of easy party phone games. Knowledge is power. They loved Uno. The, oh, yeah. uh, the oh, Uno console the... version of Uno. God, that goes on for so long. It really does. It doesn't end, but they had a great time. And that is all I've been playing. Mm. We played Uno for like, I want to say like two and a half hours. It's because the games just keep going. It just keeps it? going. It you like think you're at one and suddenly you've like swapped your hand with someone who had 20. They're at one and then they get given like 15 cards and you're like, it's just ever going to end. I've played physical Uno, but I've not played the... Yeah, the, game, the, version, the game one goes on for a very long time. But it does all the thinking for you. Yeah. So it tells good. you mm. what you can and can't do, mm. which is, you know, straightforward. Yeah. Let's have a question too. Oh, this mm. comes from 3D Palace. They say, hi, Abap. So as a game developer, I'm curious as to what is your most hated feature, aside from loot boxes, that has made it into modern gaming. Mm. Mm. 
Thanks, 3D Palace. Thank you, 3D Palace. Thank you, 3D Palace. Uh, I, uh, we've talked about this a couple of podcasts ago where I, just purely by name more than anything else, I just don't like th when things are called card systems, yes, especially yeah. when they're not card systems. Like, if it's a card game, if you're playing Hearthstone, then obviously it's a card game, right? But Gwent. Yeah, or Gwent, indeed. Uh, but when you're playing uh, a third-person action-adventure game, and you're just in combat, and then you have to like spend cards mm. to do attacks. Just, just call them. Just call them abilities. Yeah. You have to call them star cards or like Lost in Random as well. I've not actually played that, but I was intrigued by that game and its art style until they brought out that gameplay trailer where they were like, "And this, of course, is the card system. You can build your own deck by collecting." <laughs> oh no! Please no, stop. I do. I do agree. I hate that in Back for Blood. Yes, mm. that was stupid. I didn't Why like did they the call system. it a card system? And then they were like, you can only have 15 cards, but in if you want to complete the whole campaign, you need like 25 cards, but you can't have 25 cards. You can only have 15 at a time. Right. That used to be, that was annoying. Yeah. I don't know why they called them cards. They didn't need to do that. It's ridiculous. I don't know why, why that happens. And also, I just brought a second one along. I don't like when crafting is like anything beyond sort of surface level. I really like the crafting in The Last of Us. You just, you know, you've got like a, a few different items that you can find and they all do two things. You know, there are different pairings of like two of the four and you can make stuff with them. And and that's it. I think there were four. To, oh, no, I think as you went on, there were there were maybe like six or eight different things you can get. But anyway, like it was mm. pretty basic set of ingredients or components. And you can just very easily stick a couple of them together and get an item out of it. I don't want to have to collect like 10 of these, three of those. Some games have it where like, uh, I remember in Dragon's Dogma, there was, uh, if you picked up anything sort of organic, like if you got a fish from the river or mm. like some vegetation, it would rot in your inventory if you didn't use it in time. And not only does that mean that like, it would eventually rot and you couldn't use it because it would be bad. Mm. Uh, but also there were certain... Um, uh, recipes that required something to be like slightly off so you could like your fish would be going like a little bit nasty and then you would like make some sort of pickled fish dish that you couldn't make with a fresh fish or with a completely rotten fish and just just let me pick up a plastic bottle and a bit of glass and turn it into a uh, some sort of bomb that's all i want mm. you know um so yeah I, I don't like when crafting is too intense really to be fair, I, I don't like it when a game has crafting, and you, but you can't track it. Like, it doesn't quite tell you all the time when something is available to craft. Like, when you're in The Last of Us, you can, like, just open the, the like, wheel of what they weapons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fortune. <laughs> and it will show you that, that you can craft something. But sometimes I'm, like, bumbling along, and I'm like, oh, I've, I've checked my crafting menu, and I open it, and I've got, like, three or four things that are craftable. Mm. Or if I'm, like, looking for, like, one specific resource... I can't like, I can't pin it so it tells me that I'm looking for that. And then by the time I've left the menu, something's happened. I've already forgotten. So, um, but I had a couple. One was when games don't let you sprint. Mm. I hate that. I like to just bolt round places, especially when you're not in combat. Speed. Yeah, if there's like a big world to cross, and you know yeah. you've got an actual stamina bar going down, and then you just walk for a bit, wait for it to build up, sprint again, mm. walk again. I hate. Yeah, I hate the use of stamina in games kind of 
like I'm not playing this game because it's realistic. I'm playing this game because I'm gonna have fun and sprint as far as I can for mm. as long as I can. Um, I also don't like walking escort missions. Yeah, they suck. Why can't they go as fast as I do? But why do I walk much faster than them? Or they walk too fast for me? But if I run, then I can't keep up with them. Like. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Don't make me do that. They follow me at my pace, please. I'm in control. I'm in control. And the last thing is that games marketed as co-op, but the progression is only available for the person hosting Mm. the other person. Mm -hmm. Like Far Cry 6, it was like, you can play in co-op, but if you play in co-op, only only Ben will get the the benefits because technically you're in Ben's save, so you have to do everything all over again if you wanted to do it. Um, I hate that. Death, and then also when a co-op game makes you complete a mission separately, it's like a single player mission. And it's like, join a co-op team and then you go and do a mission and you're just doing it on your own, but technically still in a co-op team. That annoys me as well. Destiny 2 did that quite a lot. You'd be like in a situation where you'd be in a mission and then it'd be like, if you want to carry on, you have to leave your fire team. And I'm like, why? This mission is very easily done between two of us. Why do I have to leave? So yeah, don't like that. <laughs> Just hate That's games. Just hate really. games, actually. Yeah, if they you could just what? make Can them we better. Just get rid of them. Oh, <clears throat> I do not like the menu systems that Destiny introduced, which are now in so many console games, mm-hmm. where they're basically a PC game menu. Yeah, where you have a little cursor that you move around the screen. Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't like that. I understand that in some instances it might be easier to hold a diagonal direction with the left thumbstick to reach an option that's in the top right. But I would much rather a menu that's specifically designed around using the D-pad. I just, I don't, I don't like it because more often than not, I have played games where there are options or things I can interact with that I didn't even know I can interact with because I haven't hovered the mouse cursor over it. Mm. And it's like, I can't, I shouldn't be expected to use a thumbstick as an analog for a mouse. Like that's that's not what that should be for. It feels to me, and I don't say this lightly because I know it's actually not lazy at all, but it feels lazy in that they just, a lot of developers just can't be asked to make a menu system that's specific to console yeah. or can't don't have the resources necessarily perhaps to mm. to put into developing a specific solution for consoles. But I really don't like the the menus where I've got a cursor it just does it. it should it's not right on console it's not right <laughs> because i will stubbornly try and use the d-pad and then more often than not this was especially the case with far cry 6 when i was like no i'm not using your stupid radial menu whatever the hell it is i'm going to use the d-pad instead you'll you'll press right to get to something and it'll go in like a weird it'll like select mm. the polar opposite option from what you would logically expect that direction to get you to mm. you press right to go over one and it will go up it's like no no, or it'll go down. It's like, no, I'm not pressing right to cycle through all the options. I want to move to the right. It just doesn't seem logical. And it seems a shorthand now with a lot of big budget games uh, as a way to just sort of like, let's not bother coming up with something to make that work. Mm. Let's just use the same thing across all of them. So I don't like that. I also don't like, and this is fortunately becoming more rare, but it is still a thing, where games have their own proprietary keyboards so when you right, en- when yeah. you click into a text box to type something, it doesn't bring up the console typing menu. It brings up its own special keyboard mm. that doesn't always control the same way as the, the keyboard that you're used to using on your console of choice. And that is stupid. Again, what are you doing? 
don't do that. I hate that. Also, subtitles in every game, please. Yeah. yeah. Subtitles in every there game. Be subtitles in Thank every you game. very much. Cutscene uh, subtitles and just sort of like closed captions for... I like just seeing little bits of crowd stuff that I can't even hear. Mm. And like someone's over there just saying, did you hear the news? <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes, I tell did. Me, tell me about the news. I love what I love that in TV shows as well, when you'll just be like, mm. one random extra will just be like, yeah, you go, dude. And it'll just yeah. make it. Like, yes, you go, dude. Yes. Mm. Okay. Right, cool. Go off, son. But I want lots of subtitle options so I can have that yeah. additional mm. one. Yeah, because yeah. sometimes you'll just put on the subtitles and you'll get, Grunt everything. Like, yeah. Okay. Well, I and they're like rustling rustling footsteps. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you about keyboards in the sense that I think all keyboards should control the same. Hmm. But I do and normally I would rather just use the, the the console one. But I do sometimes find it a little bit like uh it kind of breaks my immersion. If I'm in like quite an atmospheric horror game or like, you know, something quite high fantasy, and then suddenly this big gray like <laughs> ps5 or ps4 keyboard i can't imagine up. anything worse though than having some parchment ass looking <laughs> thing it's like well, they didn't have typewriters in in skyrim no maybe they? not high fantasy but yeah like if i'm in a horror game I'd, mm. i would in some ways i'd rather a, a typewriter or something came up but it should control and look pretty much identical yeah. to no, the console one. No, that's that's fair. It's arguably the same then when you when you go to create a new save data in something like Resident Evil and it mm. goes booting and brings up the you know the console menu like, would you like to create a new save or save? And it's like, okay, well, I mean, now I don't truly believe I'm in a I'm not 18th a century village. On a You've ruined the atmosphere. Ruined. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those. I mean, I think a lot of those are quite petty, but also there's some truth in that. Mm -hmm. So sort it out, 3D Palace. The, oh, and we the should ambassador be able to for pause, developers. Pause every cutscene. Yeah. Yes, you should be able to Which pause you can everything. Now, pretty much in every game. Without accidentally skipping stuff. Thank you very yeah. much. Thank you. It's time, everybody, for something a bit strange. Yeah, a bit peculiar. It's called Peter Austin. Weird news. 
It's weird news time. Time for some weird video game news. Peter, do you have some strange video game news? No. Uh, no. You need to stop. It's time to talk about the podcast <laughs> producers. Of course, if you go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, I swear that was genuinely not intentional. I, I knew it was coming. I just had a yeah, feeling. I was too. like, I'm not going to stop him. I'm going to wait until he forward slash team triple jump and support us at a certain tier. You can become a podcast producer. You'll get a shout out right now and run the risk of being completely ignored by me mm. every single week. We so, always remember you, though. Yeah. Uh, we remember you, Alex McDonald. You, Caden Agronox. Not you, Checkered Omega. <laughs> you, Sean Legg. You, G.Y. Goliath. Not you, Ellie Nicholas. You, Erica Hutchinson. You, Melody Elbonet. Not you, Stephen Skodes. You, Gabrielle Philippink. And specifically you, Katie Garrett or Jared. Thank you, podcast producers. Thank you. I, I can make excuses a mile long for why I forget every week. But I think this time it's it was because we got to the weird news bit and then we all take a brief break where we have a chat and pull out our phones and get our weird news ready. At which point I'm I'm of single He's focus. So ready to read what's just, on his it's phone. It's news time. It's like I just ever since we started reading question two, I thought I know he's going to skip podcast producers. Yeah. But I didn't want to say anything in case you didn't, so I just kept quiet. But I was like, I think he's going to do it he's again, do it. and then he did it. Does it? Never ever remind him. I don't no, want no, us to no. ever remind him. I don't want him. to ever remind him. I just want to see. It's much more fun. To, one day you'll learn. Yeah. I won't. <laughs> I, I was on a pretty good streak, but mm. no, it's not gonna. It's not gonna stick. No, Peter, do you have some weird news? I've got a weird news that I found all by myself. Oh, oh boy, big boy. Yeah, it's from Kotaku because that's where all our news <laughs> comes from. If we find news. our news ourselves, uh, this is written by John Walker, and it's uh, it says. Real-life spies troll each other over Wordle. You could say MI6 and GCHQ are bonding over this, but no one would be impressed. What was the joke? James Bond. Oh, (laughs) okay. Sorry, I didn't get it. I thought it was something to do with Wordle, and I was like, well, it's not a five-letter word. (laughs) It's not a five-letter word. Covalent bonds? Yeah. I'm so sick of hearing about Wordle. Sorry. I yeah, love it. Me too. Makes I've been me, kind of sick of it since. Happy. It's a good game, but I've been sick of it since the beginning. Like, what I do, I don't know why people post their <gasps> things on, on Twitter. <laughs> you guys, you guys. I know just I'm in the minority. When everyone yeah, has, so everyone has I. a little I know thing. I'm in that the we minority. All but about. the thing that you like is stupid because I don't like it. <laughs> and now it's been end. bought by whoever it was. New York, New York right. Times. He sold it, but good for him. Yeah, good, yeah, for, him. good for him. Get good that, for him. Get that yeah, bag, Mr. Wordle. Well, Ben, we might be in the minority, but I've got at least one more person here who hates Wordle. Or is people. it Bond James? Yeah, it is Jimmy Bond himself. Um <laughs> Wordle continues its gentle taking over of the world in the days. That's a really big. Jesus, it's a really big step going on up there. In the days following the surprise announcement that the New York Times is buying the game for at least a million bucks, the head of the UK Secret Intelligence Service, MI6, tweeted complaining about people's results from the word game appearing on his Twitter timeline. He was then immediately trolled by sister spy agency, GCHQ. Mm. Can you be quiet? <laughs> what does GCHQ stand for? Government. Harry. <laughs> what about the C? Corgi. <laughs> Government Corgi Harry Quentin. Quentin. Um, Harry. Harry. <laughs> GCHQ. Uh, the Government Corgi Harry Quentin. That's what it stands for. <laughs> yeah. 
government communications headquarters. Thank mm. you. So they just put an additional cue. <laughs> they're the people who are listening to you and sending you ads for Horizon. I the think cookies. that's how it works. Isn't well, it? they're not listening to me hard enough. Um, while the complexity of the myriad UK spy agencies is far too boring to fully explain here, the important bit is that MI6 is the one James Bond is from, responsible for foreign intelligence, and GCHQ is the government communications head... If I'd only I'd read if one sentence If we'd have just waited ahead. further along, we would have found out. Harry! GCHQ is the government corgi Harry Quentin, <laughs> focused on providing secrets to the government and armed services. These are the real deals, the actual spies, and it seems they're as caught up in Wordle as everyone else except Ben oh Potter and Peter Austin. <laughs> God... Yesterday, current head of MI6, yes, as in M, but in real life he's actually C, Richard Moore, tweeted that he, like so many... What's the point in us knowing that he's called Richard Moore and in being C? Like, isn't that supposed to be a code? I don't know. Anyway, Richard Chief, Moore uh, bloody uh, tweeted that he, like so many others... He's a bit sick of seeing people posting their Wordle results all over Twitter. Yeah. Enough that he's pondering unfollowing such accounts. Oh, my God. So I you... don't post my Wordles. Oh my I just God. do it for myself. That's fine. Yeah, that's okay. I posted it one time when I got it on the second attempt because I was really proud of myself. Because mm -hmm. my first word was boobies, which has only got three letters Fantastic. in it. Fantastic. Well, it can't I... have been boobies. Because... Well, it was booby. Sorry, singular. Booby. B-O-O-B-Y. Uh, mm -hmm. And then I figured that out on the second. Even though I only used three letters, then people were like, that is not a good starting word. Word. And I was like, thinking it works. Got for it. You. Um, so if you want to just like be a, a bad person, like who's gonna, you know, kill someone important, then all you need to do is just post loads <laughs> of wordle on your timeline and MI6 are gonna be looking elsewhere. They they'll don't want to see that. Yeah, they'll block you. Uh yesterday, current head of I've read that. Um <laughs> In a common stance among curmudgeons who presumably have trouble using a mouse wheel. Oh, what's biting. A, what's a curmudgeon? Uh, what? Curmudgeon. It's like curmudgeonly. It means sort of grumpy, grumpy old oh, okay. misery guts. It's like to duke like someone. Yeah. Whoa. That sort of came out of nowhere. Whoa. But I'm not going to argue because you're right. Mm. Yeah. Um, in a common stance among curmudgeons who presumably have trouble using a mouse wheel, common enough that it even... Sorry, it's it's a common stance. It's... I'll get to the end of this article one day. It's a common stance among curmudgeons who presumably have trouble using a mouse wheel, common enough that it even drove one particularly unpleasant individual into creating a short-lived bot that used the game's internal algorithms to spoil the next day's results. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. But it's perhaps a surprising outburst from someone you'd hope might be a little more focused on the borders of Ukraine just at the moment. Oh, okay. All right. Take that. Whoa. Whoa <laughs> looking, looking down a nose over at Kotaku. Mm. Richard Moore not allowed to clock off at any point and just do something on Twitter because there's things happening in Ukraine. Uh, rather brilliantly, GCHQ's official Twitter account responded to this uh, with a mocked-up Wordle screenshot and it says, sorry. <laughs> I don't know if that means GCHQ have been posting their results and pissing off MI6. But anyway. Maybe. Um, sadly, this did not then descend into a full-on Twitter chain of all the world's spy agencies joining in uh, brand sadly. style. I wanted the FSB to drop their distributions, then the CIA to pretend they are alerted to the correct answers days in advance. Not even Wendy's piped up. But fortunately, it did take time to mock no 
mock McDonald's new monstrosity. So that's just a link spy to another agent, article. Spy agency, oh, famous spy agency, Wendy's. Yeah. 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 Uh, however, the UK's right-wing newspaper for posh idiots, The Telegraph... <laughs> what is happening in this article? <laughs> did entertain- just swinging for everyone. <laughs> did entertainingly completely fail to understand a tweet writing an entire story about how Moore was upset at people giving spoilers and his frustration at those who reveal the answer before people are able to solve it themselves. A story that's still up on their website, still wrong, 24 hours later. So at least there's that. Meanwhile, if you want to do a better word, if you want to do better at Wordle, you should take a look at Lisa Marie's tips. Guess that's just another writer for Tell us, Peter. Tell us Lisa Marie's tips. Uh, I don't know, but I did see someone had used an algorithm the other day to find the best opening word in Wordle. I put audio because that has four out of the five vowels. That's a good one. Um, But not the most common vowel. No. (laughs) Eh. Eh. (laughs) The one time I tried to play it, I didn't realize you had to put a word in. So I just put all the vowels and it said no. That's not a word. And then I closed it. And that was my experience. It's just a nice little thing in the morning where you just sit on your your phone and just type in a couple of words and try and figure out what word it is. I don't need that. because I think maybe you do need it. No, I don't need that. Just a little something in the morning to make you happy when you get it right. Less curmudgeonly. Yeah. I look at memes instead. Adam Pacitti loves it. Great, good for him. He's a wordle fiend. Brilliant, good for him. Everyone seems to love it at the office. Why are you you bringing him up? Like, that matters to me. What he likes. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. My God. It's cold in here now. I'm saying. Gee whiz. Is that Wordle is touched on a nerve. Stupid. I don't get Wordle. I don't, I honestly don't. According to an article by Luke Plunkett, the uh, the guy who did an algorithm to find the best opening word reckons that crane, C-R-A-N-E, is the best opening word. Don't know mm. why. Mm. Mm. I have some weird news. Do you? Yeah. Go on in. Comes from Twitter <sighs> at Sable underscore curse. And it's from a Eurogamer written by Tom Phillips, who's the deputy editor, apparently. Two first names. Three first names. Phillips. (laughs) (laughs) That's not allowed. This isn't Wordle. It wouldn't fit in Wordle. Um, I wouldn't know. (laughs) Halo Infinite fans buy nail polish for exclusive skin, only to find it's for Forza. Master Chief, given finger. Is the subheading. Halo fans, now rich in glittery bottles of nail polish, have found themselves unable to redeem an accompanying Halo Infinite skin. Last month, Microsoft announced a deal with nail polish brand OPI in two of its and two of its games, Halo Infinite and Forza Horizon 5. Fans who bought bottles of the sparkly finger makeup would be rewarded with similar shades for their Spartan slash car. Okay. Put them to, um, put, set them right, Ashton. <laughs> just Speak your mind. Never heard anyone ever refer to just nail polish. Just putting my face polish on. That's <laughs> what sparkly <laughs> finger makeup. <sighs> Men. Anyway. Men. However, it now transpires that the initial batch of nail polish offered... However, it now transpires that the initial batch of nail polish offered Forza codes only, leaving Halo fans feeling everything other than shiny. The offers Halo... The Office Halo Infinite skins will instead... Oh, huh? 
anything other than made up. Halo Infinite said. skins will instead arrive via upcoming bottles of nail polish sold via Amazon in the US and internationally from retailers this month. It now transpires. Kotaku reported that the offer's terms and conditions had recently been updated on OPI's site to make this clear. I think you might have figured it out already, but Forza has an exclusive in the US with makeup retailer Ulta for the for their code. Microsoft's Halo partnership lead explained via Twitter. A code for the Halo armor coating will be, will be available with purchases starting from the 1st of Feb at Amazon in the US and in other regions at other retailers. Some fans say they have now got their hands on the right nail polish bottles, but there's one final wrinkle. The skin itself isn't available in Halo Infinite yet, and it won't be until the game's next patch. You could argue there's more pressing matters for Microsoft to deal with in like Ukraine. Halo Infinite. <laughs> but it's probably fair to say this promotion hasn't nailed it. Oh. Uh- because of the finger polish. Yeah, because right? yeah. of the finger makeup. Finger makeup. Sorry. Yeah, finger if makeup. You wouldn't mind I'm using the correct term. Apologies. Sorry. My weird news mm-hmm. comes courtesy of Darius Owen Canning at Darius Canning on Twitter. And it is from just over a week ago now, actually. I think just after we recorded. So Kotaku, Kotaku, and Zach Zweizen. A man wearing a sonic mask tries to rob a bank in Florida. Tries to rob a bank. Tries. Okay. On February the 2nd, local police were dispatched in response to an attempted bank robbery in Deland, Florida. Deland, Florida. In Deland, Florida. Deland, Florida. According to witnesses on the scene, the man entered the bank wearing a Sonic the Hedgehog mask and wielding a large hammer. As reported by the <laughs> West... Yeah, I'll give you a minute if you want. As reported by the West Volusia Beacon on February the 2nd, a person believed to be a man based on their voice entered the Florida Credit Union in DeLand, Florida, wearing a sonic mask, wielding a hammer, and demanding money from the bank teller. You okay, Ashton? Yeah. Gotta go fast. According to folks inside the bank at the time, the man used his hammer to bang on the window, separating the suspect from the teller. He continued to demand uh, cash from the employee while banging numerous times on the window. Another bank employee at the Florida Credit Union confronted the sonic bandit and the suspect stopped slamming the window with his hammer (laughs) and then escaped on foot before police arrived on the scene. Really quickly. Yeah, so speedy. (laughs) The credit union's assistant vice president of branch operations, Brian Leatherman, told the West Volusia Beacon that nobody was hurt during the short robbery attempt and no money was stolen either. Everybody is safe, nothing was taken, and local police are on it, Leatherman explained. Police now looking for a man with blue hair (laughs) and a black nose. He goes very, very fast. Goes very fast. Red shoes. After attempting to rob the place and escaping on foot, authorities searched the area for any sign of the suspect, but he was apparently too fast and they found nothing (laughs) and no arrest has been made yet. Following a trail of rings. So there we are. Kotaku has reached out to Sonic the Hedgehog's representative and agent for a comment on the situation. (laughs) What? (laughs) And to confirm where the speedy little guy was on February the 2nd, Mm, 2022. Sonic hasn't responded, probably because he's a fictional video game character and not an actual living being. Probably. That's what it says. Ozark. 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 Why does Sonic the Hedgehog have an agent? Does he have an agent? That's what you just said. Representative Representative. and agent. That's what you said. I guess they were probably Joshin. Dukesin. Dukesin, right? But that was a proper use of the phrase. 
Sure. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> She's too tired of explaining yeah. the young words to us. To the old people. We're not that much older Should than I... you. Why are we? Why I is feel this... it every why time she so speaks. So much to separating me. us culturally. I don't understand. Should I give you a new one that's yeah, recently on. been really popular? Mm. So if something is doing like really well, or they're really trying at something, or even like I don't know, say the flavor of a food is really good. Mm. Normally, you would say. That's bussin if a food was really bussin. good. Yeah, normally we would. But, yeah. Peter and I say it all the but time. But recently, people have been adding ussy, as in pussy, to the like, end of anything. So you might say, oh, Ben's really been been popping his bussy when you're doing <laughs> something that's like really good. And you can say, like, this orange is really bussin is oozy because it's so good. See, you can't even have a st- <laughs> straight so face while you're explaining it. It's so it. dumb. I have seen like a few ussy new... words yeah. on social media recently. Yeah. yeah, that is so stupid. And it'll be gone in like a month. And yeah. then Peter and I will unironically adopt it into <laughs> yeah. our lexicon way after it's exited. Whoa, yeah. that's so grussy. And but no. You can say no. bussin. Bussin, mm, yeah. This is Makes me bussin. feel good. Surely, though, adding ussy to stuff is like borderline obscene, right? Based on the words that yeah. it's derived from. Roll your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to keep it clean here. That's all. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, but that word is also used for other things, so it's not completely not allowed. It's true. On a technicality. <laughs> on a technicussy, yeah. right? I don't know how uh, it works. <laughs> I've got a question. A quishy here from. <laughs> From Marley, uh, who says, Hey, Abap, hope you're having a swell week. That's a small week. If you could choose uh, a console design for all other consoles to be based off, what would you choose? As for me, I'd rather all of them look like the PS3. Thank you, Ma. Thanks, Ma. Thanks, Thanks Ma. Ma. Um, I... You're always having a small week, Peter. Yeah. Yeah, I am. That's true. Um, I... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Small and weak. I would have probably choose the PS4, maybe, or possibly the Xbox One X. Yeah. Um, just like, just sort of dark gray, and just not no complicated curves. I don't, I don't want cur- I don't want a curvy. I want straight edges. Keep it, <clears throat> keep it edgy. Keep for it me. Edgy, yeah. Um, he loves a right angle. I love <laughs> yeah. a right angle. Yeah. Uh, I don't even mind. I quite like the the little ramp on the front mm. of a PS4. So it doesn't have to be a right yeah, angle. you can do mm. Hot Wheels stuff with that. You can. Tech deck and stuff. Yeah. Do mad stunts um, with it. I never had any strong feelings about the PS4's design. I thought it, it's fine until the PS5 came around, which I absolutely hate. I, I really hate the PS5. I think it's the ugliest console <laughs> wow. I've oh, ever wow. owned. No, it's probably not as ugly as... I mean, the PS2 is not aged well, has it? It's a monolith. Um, the slim old PS2 was all right, but the, I've still got an original one and it's just huge. But uh, I hate the PS5 so much, whether it's standing up or lying down just want it gone it just looks like a it wants to be a book and it's not it's like hey read me no i won't you're a I, console i don't hate it but i've i've had the the black panels on it for ages so I it's don't not know the, that lessens the impact well i guess you you can't see the plates as much if it's, it's not as vibrant mine's hidden behind my tv so you can't even see it it's just the shit i mean you can't really see mine it's just under the it's in a little shelf inside a tv stand but i'm, I'm just talking about 
just when just it's generally. out. Just generally. I don't. I don't hate it. I think I've I've gotten more on board with it. I I didn't have a visceral hatred reaction mm. like a lot of people did when it mm. was first released. I think it's ugly lying down. I think the only aesthetically pleasing way to 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 have it is vertical. So it's making me feel so unwell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But vertical, yeah. you know, it's not really compatible with a lot of people's no, it's media not. stations. It's, it's it's wildly inconvenient. Same mm. with the Series X. It's uh, a big old big old thing, isn't it? Yeah. It doesn't really lie down very well. I've never sort of modded the a, a console, like visually, cosmetically. Uh, and if someone brought out a PS5 that just completely removes the panels and squares everything off, that might be the first time I would ever buy a, like a cosmetic mod or or fix for a console because I, I would just rather not have the weird panels on it to be honest mm. but that is fair uh, so i've mostly answered that question just saying what i wouldn't choose but <laughs> not this but yeah i think probably the ps4 i think since the ps5 came out i've appreciated that a lot more and it's not actually very big the ps4 it's mm. quite narrow really when it's lying flat um and uh xbox one x is kind of similar in that it's just yeah. some some nice flat straight lines and things so probably one of those two I also put the PS4 because it fits nicely into most TV stands, uh-huh. which is nice and convenient for the majority of people. Like I said, my PS5 is currently sat like behind the TV stand on a windowsill because I, I have nowhere else to put it other than just on the floor. Um, but having never had one, I really like the GameCube. I think mm. the GameCube looks cool and I like that it's colorful. And if you could have like a range of colors like as a little GameCube. Mm. I would really like handle, that. It's got a handle. Take it to school. Yeah, exactly. There was some MTV, I think it was MTV did a range of GameCubes that were like all kinds of weird textures and colors. Mm. There was like wood grain and like, you know, grass print and stuff. They weren't actually textured. They were just like vinyl print yeah. or whatever. But yeah, there were some pretty weird ones. Yeah, I really like the way the GameCube looks. A little, little toaster. Mm. Just carry around with it. the handle. Put it just... Carry it around wherever you want to go. Yeah. Take it on a walk. Take fancy. it on a walk. Yeah. You know? Just drag it along the floor. I wish more game consoles had handles. Why? Because sometimes it's, they're really, you can't like. <laughs> <laughs> Attempts Absolutely to justify. No, no problem at all. <laughs> just know. fell apart. <laughs> because sometimes the no. <laughs> just think it'd be nice yeah no yeah. you're right it's a lovely idea i can't imagine what a ps4 with a handle on it would look like though <laughs> you know it just sounds Silly. kind of absurd yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's honestly it's a miracle the gamecube managed to pull it off i think it says a lot about mm. how well designed that beautiful little box was <laughs> lovely little box of treats yeah mm. you know um i think I've, I've written it down actually so the launch ps3 was a beautiful sleek mountain yeah right yeah <laughs> It weighed the same as three toddlers, had that wonderful shiny finish, and had the silver stripe running down the front. Mm-hmm. See, I don't like the shine because you can get fingerprints and, and stuff on it. Don't touch That's it. That's true. Mm-hmm. You have special PlayStation That's what your gloves for. for yeah, that. That's what the yeah. handle is for. You're exactly. Right. Uh, however, if we were talking functionality alone, I wouldn't actually say the PS2 because mm. it's one of, apart from maybe the PS4, only consoles that can stand easily vertically and horizontally mm. without a stand. Yeah. And it's also flat on the top. Mm. Uh, and, you know, you can put things on it and it won't slide off. Well, that's why I picked PS4, because you could theoretically put stuff on top well, of it. Exactly. Well, exactly. Not that you are in the habit of just stacking loads no. of stuff on top of your console. But I, th- I think about every 
cons every well every console since the mid 90s even or even earlier uh they've all got like bits on bridges and and stuff buttons and stuff and (laughs) to get in the way and so i think yeah functionality wise the ps2 is like it's great Mm. you know it just fits everywhere and it's it's rectangular it's not very interesting it's not very massive either no it's not and it's got a little expansion port in the back where you can store biscuits and treats yeah things like that memory cards i don't think it's i don't think it's super pretty it's not no it's it's not special but it is very functional it just does what you need it to do yeah yeah it would be like i really like the series s as well that i'm constantly surprised by how compact that thing is it's surprisingly heavy which is understandable Mm. given what's in it but it's just so small yeah so easy to transport and there's a reason that it's the little brother to the series x and that it's just not as powerful mm. and if you want something that powerful it needs to be bigger and it needs to have the the venting and the cooling solutions yeah. and look like a a, a nice vase mm. that peter austin hates a book uh, a book <laughs> trying to be a book my maths uh, folder but if we could compress all of that into <laughs> a tiny little rectangle that we could take anywhere easily in like your backpack that'd be great one day one day mm. one day they'll stop making consoles just bigger and bigger and they'll start Make making wider, them wider, again. and yeah. wider. Just smaller, Just a big but pizza really box. flat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, perfect. Fits under the under the TV stand. Yes. Yeah. I came kind of close to saying the PS One, and I think there's a lot of that is going to be nostalgia, isn't mm. it? And it's like it's got a retro look, but actually, just taken on its own merits, it's a. Again, we're we're talking theoretical here. Like you couldn't get today's technology into that little box. But if you could just have a nice little box, mm. I don't even mind that it's got a physical tray. I think that's kind of cute. And then it just has two really big buttons on it. And I think they're quite they were very satisfying to press, I think. My I cat wish... loved them. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I bet. I do wish the PlayStation buttons were a bit bigger. Because mm. I can't I, I don't, don't know which is which. I don't know which no, is I which. Know which <laughs> I was like, am I gonna eject the disc and put it into standby? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know what and I'm I can't always see them. I have to like really feel around, see, especially because it's so big, it has to go in the just most inconvenient place. Just I'm just like, <laughs> no, I just I can't always find the button straight away. It takes me a couple of attempts because they're so small and they're the same color and like you can't even see them. Mm. Yeah, yeah, big time. <sighs> Where are the big buttons at? That's what I want to know. Place, place, does she? Place, does It's time for the big discussion. Mm. Oh quite reserved that one <laughs> big discussy time <laughs> it's time for the big discussion this week's big discussy comes from uh, sputnik who says since microsoft entered the game console market with what was in effect a gaming computer the video game consoles seem to be conver- converging on a standard hardware specification from the pc gaming arena with both the ps5 and xbox series both running the same processor and graphics chip available to gaming pcs do you miss the days of console manufacturers experimenting with their hardware like the ps 3s cell processor which cannot be emulated and was a pain in the arse to develop for or do you prefer the common hardware which in theory promotes easier development across multiple platforms thanks sputnik thanks sputnik. thank you sputnik uh i think there's definitely pros to having similar stuff across the board i mean it, i think the ps3 was quite infamous for being difficult to develop on oh yes um which is a shame you do hear about difficulties that people had and so having a you know a generation now where certainly playstation and xbox are very actually very similar hardware wise you know that anything that's going to be cross platform is 
that it's not going to be a, a big concern to the developers that oh well you know if console a is way more powerful and has you know much better graphics card than console b then you know we could make it re a really good game that's going to be console a but if we want it to be available on console b as a port or as a cross-platform thing we're going to like wind it back a bit we've got to dial it down so if everyone's on the roughly the same playing field you can just focus on making something for those specs generally speaking and that's going to be a positive thing. I do think it was nice. I mean, this isn't necessarily to do with kind of, you know, processing power and stuff. I liked it when consoles did experiment with their hardware in perhaps a, a, a bit of a wilder sense. And, you know, you would have like interesting, you know, like the six axis controller and, and stuff like that. Like, you know, people trying new things and doing motion controls, which were kind of rubbish a lot of the time or touch screens or, you know, hey, there's there's two screens on your DS and a stylus, um, you know. So in that sense, I, I I miss the days of people being a bit more experimental. I suppose you could still argue the switch has gone done something interesting. I would, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's not really what the question's about. It's more about just general, you know, the kind of more fundamental uh, hardware inside so uh yeah i guess broadly speaking it's a good thing um i don't think there's a great deal to be said in a in a modern day setting for having playstation and xbox being wildly different i don't think there's there's much to be gained from that um other than for, for that individual if for, for whichever company has the superior console obviously they would benefit from having having better hardware but yeah um across the board it's probably better that everyone's kind of similar yeah. i think equally between xbox and playstation obviously it's a lot more i was saying more easy but that's not correct it's a lot easier for games to be able to be played on pc as well as console mm, and yeah. i think you know with playstation not as much as xbox by any stretch of the imagination um kind of venturing slowly but surely into the pc realm and putting their games on pc i think it stops games having to be kind of not completely remade but kind of changed and adapted for pc when it's already kind of could run on a pc pretty well the same way it runs on a playstation um so i think it's it's a, a good thing but yeah like you said i think it is not having those new technologies i think i still think there is a lot of like innovation in in consoles and and handhelds but i think that the pc sphere is potentially a place where new technology works better because you don't have to buy an entirely new PC to make a new bit of technology work. You can just kind of like add that bit of technology to your pre-built PC, which mm. is what most PC players have a like custom built PC and they can add and take away things as much as they want. So I think that PC is a good place to like try new technology without having to completely reinvent a console. Because I think if you get a new console with a new bit of technology and it kind of is just not a gimmick, but it doesn't work out, then you've then got, you know, games made for that technology that people will never be able to, like, play again. Yeah. Because, I mean, the... The, this is the only game that's come to my mind. The Seaman game. Yeah, Seaman. Yeah, yeah Seaman. Um, <laughs> is it, what is it? Seaman. Seaman. Seaman, sorry. Seaman, um, you struggle to play it because of how it initially played, because obviously you need the microphone, mm. and it's not as easy to just kind of get that software now as it was at the time. Um, so I think that for, like, games to be... What's the... 
trying to think of a word and I'm struggling to form my sentences. For a game to be as long lasting mm. as I think games currently are, technology needs to kind of work for the long run. You can't have those gimmicks and those mechanics that are only available on certain consoles and in certain situations because then as soon as that console or technology stops being like mass produced it becomes a lot harder for players to go back and play those games mm. um i i don't know where i'm going with this but that's basically no i agree mm. i agree going. ashton i think you're you're onto it there uh because with the ps3 specifically having been there from day one all the way through to the ps4 launching it really sucked playing games on that system a lot of the time. That was a notoriously difficult console to develop for, which yeah. often meant that third-party games ran like crap. Mm. And the quality of life improvements as soon as the PS4 generation began were just... I mean, this almost... I can't even think of the... I'm also struggling to think of the words. Almost unimaginable nine day nine day thank you yeah if you were there if you were there for most of the ps3 uh generation then you went to the ps4 generation you, you'll know what that was like as soon as mark cerny designed the ps4 to be more like a pc mm. it was just that the quality of third-party ports were way better backwards compatibility was an option going forwards because obviously that's one of the major reasons we haven't seen any kind of PS3 emulation mm. because it was just so difficult to develop for. Uh, the OS ran better. Uh, the, as I said, like third-party support is just way better across the board. I remember struggling immensely with basically every Bethesda RPG that released yeah. on, on PS3 ran very poorly, and some games were just awful, just like almost unplayable, which was not acceptable. I'd argue that Nintendo is still making interesting proprietary mm. stuff, obviously with their Joy-Cons and their motion controls and stuff, but this does come at a... There's a trade-off there because they don't have... When I say they don't have strong third-party support, I don't mean they don't have third-party support because they definitely do. Their, their indie variety is really impressive. Oh, my God. Stop stamping around up there. But mm. uh, they don't have... You don't have your Call of Duties and stuff like that. And the games that do get released on that are obviously scaled back because the hardware mm -hmm. is less powerful. So that's the trade-off. If you want to do something special and proprietary, you can do that. And it's definitely working for Nintendo. They don't need Call of Duty on on the switch they no, don't it's not really their kind of thing anyway is it really but, but that's what they that's what they're giving up and in the past they have had call of duties on their various mm. consoles on ds on wii but they've always been weird bad versions yeah. you know just strange because they've had to adapt to the control system and stuff so there's as i said there's there's a trade off there but i am much happier now with the places where i play games being as fast as they are and as convenient as they are and i think if 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 taking off the shelf PC components is the way to do that, then that's great because I'm never going to be a PC gamer because things move too fast in that world for me to justify getting in to it. Mm. Um, and it's also really massively expensive. it's expensive and kind of inconvenient. I'd rather buy a box and sort of stick with that. And that's mm. fine. And consoles are moving into a space where they're becoming more modular anyway. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we will eventually, if consoles do reach another generation, we will reach a point where it's not just the hard drives that are upgradable with stuff that you can buy off the internet, but it'll be other things as well that you can 
probably change. At which point, it may become indistinguishable it from PCs well PC. yeah. anyway. I think uh, that's a logical progression for But that for might consoles. be where we end up. Because mm. I think it, it makes sense for for the consumer to not have to replace a full console if it breaks down, but just the part that's maybe not as strong. Mm. Like, like how if, if you've got a PC, if your graphics card stops, like, doing what you need it to do, you just buy a new graphics card because you don't want to have to buy a full new like CPU and everything because that's just expensive. But you can just buy a new graphics card, um, which I think is like logically for, for the consumer would be better for the console market to go because if your graphic, I don't know if your, you know, your graphics chip in your PlayStation breaks, mm. it's much more difficult to just fix that. You probably have to, you know, buy a new PlayStation at some point if that really mm. mucks itself up. So I think it it's convenient and would be less waste in general for both the environment and the, the player if you could replace parts rather than full consoles. Well, that's the, the, good, the good thing about having this sort of homogenous PC style capability on consoles now is that it brings PC capabilities to... Uh, you know console gamers who you know like ben for example saying you know you, you don't want to start buying in, investing in a giant complicated pc i've never built a pc i've always just bought them online i can't be bothered i don't understand what chips are better than others and stuff um but uh it, it allows people who have perhaps always been console gamers to now play games that are you know roughly equivalent to pc games in terms of standards um but without the, the the developers of those games they know that well everyone has the same spec you mm. know the thing with a pc is you have to check when you're buying software or buying a game or whatever that like oh am i going to be able to run this and nowadays like generally speaking i think like you know it, i think it was more of a problem in the for me i remember it being a problem in the 90s and the noughties where you would buy a game and it was sometimes touch and go whether you'd be able mm. to actually run it i think generally now you know, there's a bit more leeway there. Um, but a developer now knows that they can produce a game that is quote unquote, like a PC game, you know, it's going to be, uh, it can run on that kind of hardware, but everyone in their audience in terms of the console market is, has the same console. Therefore, or, or you know, they have the same pseudo PC in their house. Um, and they don't have to worry about specs, um, which, you know, I think historically has been, a problem for some PC players. There is also still some new hardware, like the the controller for the PlayStation Five. Obviously, it's great. With the, yeah, it's yeah. really good, and it's got a lot more kind of innovation in the controller specifically than we've seen in a while. So I think there is still innovation mm. in like new technology being put out with a console, and I suppose it's the best for that kind of for a, a, a controller. It's the the best way to kind of try something out. But I yeah, I think there is still new technology, but whether that continues into the the console itself we'll just have to wait and see i guess we will we will you took the words out of my mouth ashton why <laughs> there is there's definitely still innovation happening mm. you know it's, it's it may be practically the same hardware but it's what the console manufacturers do with it you know yeah. microsoft has been doing some really interesting stuff with sort of the game suspension and you know having multiple mm. things a quick resume and the the smart cloud saving and all that kind of stuff like it, it there's there's so much stuff that you can do do with it. It just so happens that Microsoft's approach to backwards compatibility is a bit 
well, it's not some, there's no comparing it. Yeah, it, has an, it has an approach to backwards compatibility, whereas Sony doesn't. And that could well be because they're hamstrung by decisions to make the PS3 the way they made it. And it doesn't yet because of this whole Spartan thing that we still don't know anything about and mm. may never actually I am Spartacus. No. No, my one question is, uh, why do I now have to update the flipping firmware in my and your controllers? Yeah, like that is a, a new thing that I do not enjoy. Well, if you want your controller to triggers to do, a, to do a little wobble when you fire your guns. It already does that. Well, you want to do it better, no, then it's fine. you've got to upgrade it. I've My never dear. noticed a single jot of... And I know that's generally what updates do. Like You're not going to notice it as a consumer, as a player, but like I've never... What is it changing all the time? <laughs> it, we had an issue where in one, with 1% 1 of players, the controller actually became sentient yeah. and yeah, murdered everyone. Them. So, mm -hmm. you know, you've got to be careful. Nightmare. I hate when that happens. It's a story of convenience as much as anything mm, else. I, think. Yeah. I think everything's just a lot easier now. And as there are still people doing interesting things with normalized hardware. And then there's Nintendo. I mean, will always just do whatever they want. Yeah. PC are innovating a lot more now in, in terms of like VR. And also the Steam Deck coming out is a really kind of jump forward in what the Switch could potentially end up as. Because the Steam can run lots of PC games that the Switch would literally like... So, like combust if mm -hmm. you try to play on it. So I think the Steam Deck is in, in a new thing that's coming out that I think would be very interesting to see where that pushes the handheld market um, if it even touches the Switch. They've not got to worry about it really. But at least, you know, there's that technology that is available and if we see if it actually works and actually is something that a lot of PC gamers can use, then maybe, just maybe, it might become a big thing. You never know. Hey, bring back Stadia. That's yeah. what I want. Bring back Stadia. Bring back the OnLive and the Ouya. That's what I <laughs> yeah. like. Um, now, those are some real trailblazers right there. Mm. Rest in peace. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening, everybody. We're going to tell you about how you can find us on the internet. Make sure you let us know what we've spoken about mm. uh, this week. What do you think? What do you think? Yeah, what do you think? Eh? Huh? Uh, we are at youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump. That's where we do all of our content, videos, and live streams. Uh, when we're streaming on both of those channels, we are modded by Lord Brotovich, Trowling Badger, and Mr. Black. Mm. You might have Amazon Prime. If you do, one of the things you get with that is a Twitch sub. No extra cost. So you could spend that on us. You get all the normal benefits, and so do we. Um, and it's fine. It's all in there. Uh, Twitter.com and Facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. That's our social media presence. Head over there for video and live stream announcements, legacy video content, perhaps a Facebook Live one day. I say it every week. Um, might happen. We've done them before. We've done yeah. them before. Uh, and Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump is where you can go to look at all our Patreon tiers. We. Um, <laughs> such as early worst we. games ever, weirdest games ever. Uh, podcast producer questions, etc. We wish <laughs> you a Merry Christmas. We have a website. It's shivaljed.mup. That's shivaljud.mp. Spells jump. Um, if you want to join our Discord, our lovely community hangout, you can go to shivaljed.mup forward slash Discord. On Discord, be modded by Jack, Joe, Tori, and Hollowise. And if they tell you to do something... Bloody do it. Bloody do it. Um, if you want to listen to the podcast in its audio form in 
Anyway, maybe you've got a long train journey and you're tired of watching Horizon Forbidden and West adverts and everything you've watched. Maybe go to triplejerd.mup forward slash, forward slash <laughs> podcast to see where you can listen to it in all of its audio forms. Um, if you've missed one of the many live streams we do, go to triplejerd.mup forward slash VODs to check out all of the live streams. And last but not least, if you want to buy some sick and cool merch, which you have on. Look at this. Wow. This is a sports, sports jacket. track suit. It's got... It's got... It's got sports time on the back. Oh, yeah, here we go. Sports time this on the no back. This is no longer available, and I'm wearing a Yogg's Cast hoodie. So. Yes, you yeah. are. This is a really good track jacket, though. Mm. Go, go get it mm. now. It's available on the shop. It's you very can... warm and comfortable. To get it, you can go to triplejumpshop.com. That's triplejumpshop.com. And if you've received some merch, maybe you want to see when the next merch drop is coming out and get all of the sick and cool information about it, go to triplejumpshop on Twitter. 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 Why not follow Peter and Ashton on Instagram and Twitter at that Peter Austin and at Scrambled Ashton and myself just on Twitter at Confused underscore Dude. Are you annoyed now? No, no. Okay, good. You carry on. Lists. We do those every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Streams every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday, Thursday Friday. Uh, Thursday being the joint stream. Blaze it. Blaze it. YouTube. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday being the solo streams on Twitch. Worst games ever is fortnightly for... No, fortnightly for everyone. Friday for patrons of a certain tier. <laughs> Sunday for everyone else. Uh, the podcast is every Saturday and we do shows all the bloody time. Come on in. What was five? Why not leave a review? A five-star review on iTunes or your platform of choice. It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. Remember, facebook.com forward slash team triple jump. Go give us a follow. You've done a special video, haven't you, Ashton? I did. I have researched and written down everything you need to know about Horizon Zero Dawn before you play Horizon Forbidden West on Friday. It's not everything in the game. Like, there is things that I've missed out and I've, like, purposefully not included because otherwise the video would be, like an hour and a half long so it's just the important parts of the story to go into to the next one that you summary. need to know All it's the a basics. plot summary bit of lore and a bit of speculation about what's coming in the next game mm, so absolutely. check that out because I've, I made it and I think you should watch it it's fantastic go watch it thanks give it some support um, now we at the time of recording we're hoping this afternoon to have attempted a speed run yeah. for Captain Scarlet on the PS2. Uh, Peter, speaking as the person who presumably has set the speed run mm. before you've set it, yeah. how did you find it? I found it um, bu bussy, bussin'. <laughs> it was real bussin', mm -hmm. and uh, he is in a minimissable. Yes. Um, and that stream, live stream VOD, was Unmissable. Unmissable. Nice. So you should head to if you didn't see it live, go to triple slash rod. Presumably we set the speedrun record because there isn't one and it's currently in its lengthy review process with speedruns.net or whatever it's called. Because yeah. the uh, sniper two took a while to get approved. But we may well be speedrun record holders once more. Until someone else make someone else takes it. I think people do like browse by newest category, yeah. and, just, and then just like try and beat whatever's there. But for a little time, we'll be the first. Well, we will always be the first, but we yeah. will be first for probably a little while. For a short while. Weirdest games ever is this week, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's um, the one we recorded when we were in lockdown. Yeah. Briefly working from home. Working from home. So yeah. it's just no face cam, just, just voices. Audio. Sitting ducks. Sitting it's ducks. a weird game. GTA, really weird but game. Very ducks. weird. Sort of inspired the show as a whole. One of one of the two games we wanted to play the yeah. Disney skateboarding one and Sitting Ducks, and we're like, we can't play those. They're not bad enough for worse games. Yeah. Well, this game maybe. As it turns out, it, yeah, we were like, <laughs> maybe we could have <laughs> really rubbish. Yeah. 
There we are. One final thing, actually, coming at uh, the beginning of next week, on Monday, actually, is uh, the annual Hunky Boys list. Mm. It's a Valentine's Day, traditional Valentine's era week. Week. Mm-hmm. Tradition. Sure. On Triple Jump. This will be our fourth one. People We've don't watch four them, of these. And they are like my favorite list we do every year. Yeah. It's the best list. Is going to hell. Yeah. yeah. Like actually going to hell. Some of the things that I had to say, there's outtakes of me just going, I can't say it. I can't, I can't get through this sentence without like feeling a real visceral uncomfortableness in my brain. Mm-hmm. But she's going to hell. So you should you should watch it to spare her soul. If you're unfamiliar, this is our annual rundown of the 15 hunkiest video game boys of the past year. Mm. And it's very much a tongue in cheek fawning over perhaps uh, non-traditional hunky boys. Yeah, uh, some of them are traditional hunky yeah. boys. Former winners include the uh, Nintendo Labo Fishing Rod. Uh, the Boeing, Boeing 737, 737 Dreamliner yeah. from uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Mm-hmm. The Gardener from Untitled Goose Game. Yes, he won as well. And then this year, whoa, it could be. Dream. you better prepare yourself. So that'll be out on Monday. We've Go had some that. great entries over there. We had a lion from Zoo Tycoon. Lion. Just our lion. <laughs> yeah. We've had cars before. Um, the... The like the the cook from Red Dead Redemption Two, beasts from Monster Hunter, yeah, and, all yeah. sorts, mythical creatures. It's it's well worth checking out. So mm-hmm. go go get your Valentine's Day fix on Monday. Yeah, you flip flipping better off flipping this George. microphone again. <laughs> Ashton, remind us what the amazing sponsor of this week was. It's of course the place where you can overcome your poo shyness <laughs> with. The sea poo. I didn't realize poo shyness was a, was a thing that could be overcome with this. That's good. That's another yeah, feature. another bonus. Sea poo just sounds like a children's TV character. Sounds right. a bit like Shamu. I'm Sammy Sea Poo. Yeah. R.I.P. Shamu. Shamu. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Sea. R.I.P. Sea Poo. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna okay. go now. Thanks so much for watching, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your weekends and stay safe. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.